What's going on, family? It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and this is the Faction Quick Hits on a Friday. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a great, great week. Certainly, we've had a fun week here. Uh, thankfully, we didn't have all of the craziness of last week uh, in the world of pro wrestling, but there was still plenty going on. And so I want to say a big thank you to everyone who is tuning in to our regular podcast, which you can check out, of course, right here where you're listening now. So if you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button. And if you are subscribed, do me a favor. Leave us a comment on iTunes, Google Play, and these other places. The more comments and ratings we get, the more new people can find out about what we're doing. So go ahead and do that. That would definitely be fantastic. In addition, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show for late breaking news as it happens. So with that said, it's time to take a look back at the Wednesday Night War, AEW versus NXT. And for the first time in two weeks, AEW returns to getting the victory. This week, they defeated NXT show. AEW drew 731,000 viewers, while NXT checked in with 665,000 viewers. So for AEW, their viewership increased by about 48,000 viewers, while NXT's viewership decreased by about 27,000 viewers. So... We can make a lot of arguments about these ratings and what they actually mean. Some could argue the fact that perhaps AEW won because the initial advertised main event at NXT did not happen, that being Finn Balor versus the Velveteen Dream. The flip side to it, of course, is AEW presented another pre-recorded presentation that featured the TNT Championship Tournament. On the NXT side, you had the NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament and several other great things that happened let me just say this i think in the midst of this pandemic all of the brands are doing the best they can but i think nxt continues to tell the best stories from start to finish NXT, I think, in terms of content, was the better show. Um, I am amazed at, you know, you look at that promo that was done with uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, like, oh my gosh. You look at the caliber and quality of the promo presented from Io Shirai. You look at the story that's being told with Drake Maverick, and I just need to park right there for a few seconds because... The Drake Maverick story is super real. If you're not familiar, he was amongst those who uh, was released from WWE just a couple of weeks ago. But in being released, he was given the opportunity to continue to be a part of the NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. How do you not want Drake Maverick to get the win and become champion. If he does, does it mean that he'll have the opportunity to stay with the company? I don't know, but it's incredible. And I think there are a lot of stories locked in that NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament that make us care about that title far more than when it was featured solely on 205 Live. You've got the Kushida opportunity in there. You've got newcomers like El Hijo de Fantasma. You also have a newcomer like Jake Atlas, who was very impressive in his match against Drake Maverick. You've got a lot of different opportunities to tell great stories with the NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament on top of all of the other things that are happening currently in NXT. So shout out to them. 
Shout out to AEW. Now, you know, you have to wonder a few things with recently the mayor of Las Vegas saying that they want to reopen the city. Will that mean that Double or Nothing returns to Vegas in May? I'm a little doubtful since they've already canceled and sent refunds to fans but you just never know right so there's a lot that's up in the air and speaking of being up in the air with this move that wwe has recently made to uh release a number of employees including a lot of on-air talent um as well as producers perhaps the spot that may have been gutted the most believe it or not was their live event department According to Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the live event division was literally, quote, gutted, gutted. In other words, there's not much of a live event department. And you can kind of understand that, after all, they've not done a live event with fans uh, since the middle of March, and there's a lot of money being lost there. Well, here's what's even more interesting. How will WWE respond following the pandemic? Well, according to Vince McMahon, this is what he said. He said, quote, I don't think we're going to be in the live event business like we were before. He went on to say that there is a different learned behavior in terms of the consumer. And if anyone can figure it out, we will. With that said, um, he's also expressed trying to find ways to get fans into the performance center. Ironically, the last time fans were at a WWE event was for NXT's Fan Appreciation Night, which happened to be at the Performance Center. So they haven't figured it out. And according to Vince, he says, quote, I don't know what it looks like yet. I don't know if it's six feet apart and if everyone is tested beforehand. But if anyone can figure out how to do it, it's us. So let's just deal with this for just a second. Now, if we're honest, the WWE live event business had been declining for sure. It's been very difficult for them to fill up arenas for both Raw and SmackDown and even pay-per-views. And certainly house shows have been anything but full. But did we see them canceling live events as in gutting the department and perhaps not doing it anymore? I don't know that I saw that because I think so much of WWE and sports in general is connected to the roar of the crowd, the energy that comes from the crowd. And so I want to be clear. Now, he didn't say we'll never get back into the live event business, but he says we're not going to be in it the way that we were before. Now, what does he think is going to happen? He says the presentation of WWE will be more content oriented and not live events. He says it's it's currently a creative environment in the way that he looks at it and he doesn't want to comment on the future of the country but he just feels like wwe is going to do well so i want to get your thoughts on the idea that the wwe which seemed to major in live events seems to have taken the position that there won't be any wwe live events in the future or that's really not where they're leaning could you have been to your last WWE event? And here's my next question. What does that do for WrestleMania 37, which is supposed to be at the SoFi Stadium, the newly built SoFi Stadium in L.A.? We also know in L.A. that the mayor there is saying that we likely won't have large gatherings for another year. 
which means that we could actually be looking at the new normal for WrestleMania being in the Performance Center, being in front of an empty arena. I don't know. I will say a lot is in flux with WWE and pro wrestling as we know it. So I definitely want to hear from you. Do you think the WWE will survive without live events? And what does it do for you as a fan looking at the possibility of either never returning to a live event or perhaps the only live events you can get to are TV tapings if TV tapings will even have an audience. Lots of questions. Want to hear your thoughts on that via social media. Before we go, tonight WWE will begin celebrating 25 years of Triple H and his contributions to the pro wrestling business and to the WWE. My goodness, Triple H has done so much. You know, if you think about his entry into WCW as Terra Rising, some of you may or may not remember that. But of course, he really got a lot of attention in WWE coming in as the Blue Blood Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Uh, he's been at many, many WrestleManias, been involved in a lot of WWE's first, a true steady Eddie, and in 2019 became a Hall of Famer by, of course, being part of DX, which let me just say this. I think if you look at his career, a 14-time WWE champion, a multi-time intercontinental champion, uh, certainly responsible for some of the biggest moments in this business. If you look at what he did with DX, he really turned DX around after Shawn Michaels left following WrestleMania 14. If you look at the many matches he's been involved in, the many movements he's been involved in, Triple H is definitely a primetime player. And uh, it's amazing that when people start talking about the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling, Triple H's name is never mentioned. But perhaps it should if you think about his contributions to the business and how even now, as not an active wrestler, he could still get in the ring. And he's responsible for arguably the best brand in the business, that being NXT. So I'm intrigued to see how both SmackDown and Raw, and you've got to imagine NXT, will be celebrating Triple H over the next few days. Again, tonight, you can check out SmackDown to see what they'll be doing. But I want to get from you, first of all, where do you think Triple H should be mentioned in this business, in the history of the business? Do you think he's a top 10 performer in the history of pro wrestling? That's the question I want to pose to you today. I'll ask some other ones next week as we're going to be celebrating Triple H's anniversary. But congratulations again to Triple H, 25 years in the pro wrestling business. That is nothing to sneeze at. That is a major accomplishment for someone who continues to contribute to our business. So we've got two questions for you today. Number one, your thoughts on Triple H. Should he be considered amongst the top 10 pro wrestlers of all time? And number two, or 1A, depending upon how you're counting, how do you feel about WWE potentially not having a live event schedule anymore? Meaning they won't be traveling from city to city. Fans won't be present. No more house shows. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Let's talk about that right now uh, on social media. So reach out to us, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We definitely want to hear your comments and we may read them on Monday's Quick Hits episode so with that said until next time see man gb gerard bonner representing for my good brothers courtney beard and brandon clack together we are the faction I my people. Here we go.